This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Welcome to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. B2B Radio brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus helps you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. CPI creates customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right. So we have a repeat guest. Um, excited to have Mr. Paul Rockwell back on the show. P- Paul, thank you for coming back on. Welcome again. Thank you for having me. Love to be here. Uh, Paul, to remind everyone, is the uh, he's the co-owner of Average Joe's Restaurants. And so, obviously, coincidentally, we are going to talk about um, how to run a successful food business because Paul's got a ton of experience in that space. Um, and we're going to have him back again here in a, in a month or so probably and talk about some of the entrepreneurial things that he's involved in and uh, pick his brain on that a little bit because he's uh, involved in a bunch of different ventures, not just Average Joe's. But for this show, we're going to talk about uh, running a successful food business. So um, anyone who's got a, a food truck, a restaurant, um, anything like that, um, if you offer a food in your establishment, um, definitely want to listen in and hear from the master himself. Uh, lots of experience, lots of uh, victories and, and some defeats along the way as, as, as always on the entrepreneurial path. So um so I wanted to, again, so before we get too far into this, um, again, uh, here's some contact information. So you can go out to AverageJoe'sPub.com. Uh, Average Joe's, uh, they have five locations here around Central Ohio. They also have uh, a Facebook page for each of their um, uh, locations. So you can search on Average Joe's on Facebook to uh, to see any of those and see what they got going on in each one of those places. Funny enough, they just recently began and Paul uh is a master visor wearer. Um guy's always got a visor <laughs> on his head. And uh they just started offering a, a visor at Average Joe's and he posted about it on Facebook and said, Hey everyone, I'm I, I know my visors and this is a great visor. And I just happened to recently get in some Mr. Biz solution visors. So uh we're going to do a, a straight-up swap for that. I brought mine in. Uh, Mr. Rockwell is currently wearing that in the studio right now. So. It's great. <laughs> Feels good. So, uh, so we're getting <laughs> we're getting a little bit of, a little bit of love here for uh, Mr. Biz Solutions. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your background in the in the food business, Mr. Rockwell. Yeah. So where would you like to start? Like day one, back when you were eight years old and forward. <laughs> Fast forward to nine years ago. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, my partner kind of got me into it. He started it, and then I came on board in 2009, and we had one store, one location, and we built five stores over the next six or seven years uh, from there. And then it's uh, has grown into a a beast, a beast <laughs> of a business, but yeah. Yeah, so you guys are basically, uh, maybe not exactly, but about opening a store a year, right? We were on pace for that, and we all have our our wins and our losses, and that's one of the things that really uh, hurt us was how fast we moved. Mm-hmm. So, n- you know, never doing this, me and my partner both, you know, we're grassroots, small-town American guys. We jumped into this business, and then build, 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 and 
a lot of hurdles and you know we learned a lot and now we're sitting at our five stores and and really enjoying it and being able to prepare for average joe's (laughs) 2.0 just finished yeah there you go well and i know from from offline conversations you and i have had i mean one of the things um that it seemed like and this is very very common with businesses i work with as well is one of the things that you guys ran into and correct me if i'm wrong was you know even to continue to expand you run into the people issue Right, yeah. you don't have enough good people, yeah, and you start spreading that thin, and you got bad people running your your stores, and then yeah. it starts to affect the brand. And sure, the hard part is being able to find a replacement for you. So when you grow, 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 I always say running one store is the easiest thing you ever do, and then you do two stores, it gets a little bit more difficult. It's kind of like children, you know. Me and my partner, we're business husband husband i guess <laughs> and so when you have children you have one you have two you each share one you get three now someone's going to have two children at the same time right now you get four now somebody could have three children at the same time <laughs> right and the other one only has one and then you get four five six children who's going to take care of the dirty diaper when i have <laughs> three dirty diapers over here right and uh you know if, i didn't have kids until about the middle of my bar restaurant world. Um, but now that I have a child, I can make that correlation right. how difficult it is. So you have to, as you grow and grow and grow, find the right people and train them the right way and bring them in. And, and your dynamic as an operator changes. I'm not a restaurant owner. I, I help five people or more run five restaurants. Mm-hmm. That's how we, that's how I look at it now is I help them run restaurants. Mm-hmm. I don't run restaurants. Gotcha. I mean, not that you couldn't, but you, at this point you've stepped back. You can't. I mean, you can't. You can't. Uh, when I say run restaurants, we define that the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. So I cannot, my partner and I both cannot, if we spend every day at a store, we're still not going to cover all the stores um, in one week. Right. So you're just basically trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. So you have to step back, and that's where a lot of people I see in the restaurant world, it dips off because, you know, it's one thing for you to show up to work at your restaurant and be great with customers and train your staff to do the things you want them to do when you're there. But now to step back, and you're not there every day, and when you do stop in, you're talking to your key managers to, to work with the customers. Mm-hmm. That's a different dynamic running the business, and that's where a lot of the – uh, businesses fail or people get out. It's a very, very tough business. Yeah. It's not easy. Well, yeah. I mean, you think about it, the failure rate, the average failure rate on a restaurant or any, any type of food business for that matter is over 60% Yeah, within a couple of years. I tell so, people, if, if you open and run a restaurant, you can run any business in the world. It's the walks of the walks of life, the different people. It's so diverse um, across the board. So you have to be able to deal with all of them and then the finances and then the taxes and the payroll taxes and the injuries. And, you know, there's a few businesses, uh, you know, like uh, uh, construction companies, I would say, you know, the, those are kind of follow the same line. You know, I come from a very, how can I put it, white collar background of working in an office every day, doing engineering work. Mm-hmm. And um, not one's not better than the other. They're just different. So when you get in the restaurant world, it's a different, I mean, the margins are so small. 
Yeah. And it makes it tough sometimes, but it's yeah. also the most rewarding job you ever have. Well, and I think um, I think the other thing that, that comes into play is, to use your analogy earlier about children, is, you know, you hope you raise your kids well, so when they get the older, they're on their own a little bit. It's teenagers, they start to spread their wings a little bit. Sure, they might be have good manners and be good kids around you, but when you're not around, i.e. when you're the restaurant owner, right. and you've got someone else running that restaurant, you want to make sure they're running it your way. That's and not right. just going willy nilly and going crazy. Um, so that's yeah, that's another analogy, children analogy. You can definitely pull in there, and it's another example of you know working on your business instead of in it. Um, we're we're about up against a break here, so we're going to come back. We're going to give the Mister Biz tip of the week, and we'll continue talking with our guest this week, Mister Paul Rockwell, co-owner of Average Joe's, and we're also going to talk about Paul also has recently started a food truck business. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, join us after the break. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, and this week's guest, Paul Rockwell, co-owner of Average Joe's Restaurants. And it's time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And this week's tip, and I know Paul's going to like this one, you can't fire bad employees fast enough. They erode morale and kill performance. What do you think about that one? You can eliminate that by not hiring bad employees. Well, of course, but if that, if it was that easy. No, that is 100% true. Hashtag yeah. truth. <laughs> well, and yeah, I tell owners this time, all the time, as you can appreciate too, Paul, I'm sure. When you're in a small business and you've only got, and of course, with your five restaurants, you've got more. But let's say you've got a small business and you've got 10 or less employees. Once they've been with you for a while, yeah. they became become basically like family. Oh, it is so your when you family. Have, you have a yeah. performance issue. Yeah, it's tough to yeah. try to deal with that. Um, and but you got to do it because what it does is it disincents and demotivates all your top performers because they they're put, yeah. picking up the slack for the person who's not doing their job. Or if that person, the bad employee, is super negative, they're dragging everybody down because they're always negative about yeah. stuff. We talk about our core employees and. To go along the lines of you can't fire an, a bad employee fast enough. Before that is you have to have your core group of employees, or we call them teammates. That is your core because in order for you to fire somebody that quickly, somebody has to pick the slack up. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have your your army built, your team core built, then they're not going to understand that. So once your core understands that, and someone comes in, we have a thirty day policy at Joe's. And it's like zero tolerance, mm-hmm. but our core is very strong. So without a 
without any hesitation, we can look at somebody who, who messes up within the first 30 days and say, you're gone. Mm-hmm. And then that core, they step up. They do what they have to do until we can get uh, some more staff and more teammates brought in. But the core is the important piece. Right, because that core, you know, if they see the other thing that happens is it starts to erode oh, big time. your team's they're looking up to your leadership because yeah. they look and say, you're telling me this guy can't see that Joe Schmo, Schmo over here right. is not doing his job. Yeah. What the heck? Not fair to me. I'm over here busting my butt. Joe Schmo's not doing crap. And the fact that my owner doesn't recognize that becomes very frustrating, you know, and then you may end up losing one of your solid employees or in, in your yeah. case, the, your core people For because sure. they get frustrated and say, do something about this, yeah. this person and get it, them out of here. It's a double edged sword. You have, you have to be careful because uh, you don't want, you know, we care a lot about people. And our, and our teammates, right. when we hire somebody, whether we know them or not, we care about them as a person. So we tend to maybe give people uh, a few chances and those types of things. But that's why we have a 30-day policy. And we also lay out uh, the rules of engagement from day one when yeah. the person's employed. Like if, if you are going to miss a day or call off, this is the procedures you follow. Mm-hmm. So we give them an opportunity. We're not saying you can't call off. You can't right. miss a day. Right. But here's the process in which that happens. Mm-hmm. So that's important, too, to communicate that from day one so they understand what they're getting into. And we call that the communication loop to where when you explain to somebody, that has to come back from them to you to complete that loop that you said it, they understood it, and they repeated it back to you. Mm-hmm. So communication is a huge piece from leadership from day one. Well, and I think another key piece is, and you alluded to this, is explaining to that new employee why this is important not just yeah. not just being draconian and saying here here's right. the six steps you got to do if you're going right. to call off here's what you need to do and here's why, why? because if you don't do this here's what happens your teammates that you work shoulder to shoulder with every day yeah they're going to be left holding the bag and they're going to have a really crappy day if you didn't follow the right procedure if you follow the right procedure and have a crappy day that's my fault because right. I'm supposed to fill that gap for them. Absolutely. Um, and so I think explaining that we talk helps, about that a lot. Yeah, helps them understand. It's not just hey, here's a rule. I'm the boss. Do what I say. It's this is what helps make our team stronger. Right. Is why you got to do this. You wouldn't want golden rule goes always goes back to the golden rule. You wouldn't want one of your teammates to hose you over and not follow the procedure right. and leave you holding the bag. So don't do that yeah, to them. We, I, I grew up playing basketball. We call it passing the ball. So I'm explaining to you how to pass the ball to me. So just get it to me. Mm-hmm. But if you don't follow the rules and I don't get the ball, then we're going to have a serious problem. Yeah. So Yeah. No, I think it's a good analogy. Um, so I talked about, uh, at the end of the last segment a little bit about um, you recently started another type of food business, which is has a been a big hot thing here the last couple of years, is a food truck business. Well, it's a little bit different. Um, it, uh, it's uh, ohiofoodtruck.com, and we basically feed people in need and the whole goal of the truck is to go out to feed uh we've had it out to homeless shelters walk-in shelters homeless camps we work with different groups um mostly around the inner city of columbus and uh there are ambassadors that get us out to where the food's needed mm-hmm. and then we get restaurants to donate food and then it's it's uh kind of you know i want to keep it real simple so we either get food donated and we go out and pass it out or we get food donated and then we go out and sell it. And then we take that money and go buy food and go out and pass it out to, gotcha. the, to the homeless and people that need it. Mm-hmm. So it's been something I wanted to do for a long time. So our food truck really isn't uh, this taco truck that comes out uh, <laughs> right. and makes tacos right in there in front of you, though we can do that. But it's set up to where, <clears throat> excuse me, where we can go out and work with other uh, 
business owners in the communities and and, and have a way for us to take the food, either pre-cooked or ingredients for us to cook in our kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then we load the truck up and we take it out and either serve uh, box lunches, hot or cold meals, mm-hmm. whatever the food that we have. So that's kind of a whole model that I've been working on for years. And it's just kind of come up this year to get to a point where we're, we're able to go out to do it. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage anyone you got you got to see the uh, the design of this truck. Yeah. So go out to the website. It's ohiofoodtruck dot com. Go out and check it out. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Paul's a big uh, superhero movie, yeah. movie, superhero movie fan. So I'll just that'll be the tease. So <laughs> go out to the website and check out this truck. Uh, uh, it's definitely an eye catcher as it goes uh, as it visits all these different places. So, um, but no, I, I'm, part of the reason I wanted to bring that up is it's. Obviously, an extension because it is a food type business, and you have to know what the heck you're doing in the food yeah. business to be able to run something like this yeah. and pull it off and make it successful. But, but also, you know, Paul's involved in a lot of philanthropic things, and so I wanted to make sure I brought up that up because it's not only philanthropic but food, you know, food related as well. So, um, so walk us through. Um, so you you had mentioned during the first segment how now at this point you're not running the the, the stores. You're you you're helping people run the stores, right? right. So. Give us from from an average Joe's perspective, what is a typical uh not say day because I'm sure it varies, but let's say what's a typical week for you as far as average Joe's goes for me uh well, I get up uh Monday morning and in my pajamas and get my coffee and <laughs> then we fast <laughs> so uh basically uh you know our our weeks we we like to start them on a Monday and end on a Sunday, so I'm off on Sunday, so Mondays I get up and uh, basically we have uh, two people that help me and my partner run off, off, all five stores. Mm-hmm. And then we recently have new, we sold the new Albany store, uh, to two people who, uh, opened the store for us. And, um, we just work with those people and where's the fires, where's the issues. And then I go from there. If these things are broke, you know, we work on supporting and keeping the stores running Mm-hmm. And then the staff comes in and can can do their job in cooking food, selling food, selling alcohol, whatever it may be. So, so, you're, so in a nutshell, you're removing obstacles. Yes, I'm. A, I'm taking anything that are issues from personnel or building related. Those are my things. I'm like an HR director. There's so many, you know, <laughs> HR and maintenance director. That's my, that's my that's my job. I gotcha. I gotcha. Interesting stuff. Well. As we always do in the third segment, um, we're going to hit a break here and we're going to pick Paul's brain and get some of his top tips for how to run a successful food business. So come back after the break and we will do that. So uh, don't miss out on the last segment of B2B Radio. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at Tritraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at 
info at mrbizsolutions.com. Don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, <laughs> Ken Wentworth. Uh, B2B Radio brought to you by Capital Plus. CPI removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full service credit and collections department. Definitely check them out at cpifunding.com or you can call them at 855 855- Five two two three nine five one, And again, I'm going to give you some contact information before we start picking Mr. Rockwell's brain here. You can go out and check out some of the stuff they have going on at Average Joe's, averagejoespub.com. Again, they have five locations here in Central Ohio, um, or they have individual Facebook pages. Um, uh, you can go out and look up Average Joe's on there and see all those different uh, Facebook pages for those locations. So um, now we're transitioning into... Uh, tip time. I gotta say that carefully. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, so give us, uh, give us some of your top, top tips on how to run a successful, uh, food business. What are some of the things that we need to make sure that we're keeping an eye on? What are some things that can trip you up? The biggest challenges that you've seen that you've had to, you know, maybe even some hurdles you've had to overcome. Uh, well, one of the biggest ones is just do it. Just, uh, don't worry about perfection out of the gate. Just start doing whatever you love to do. And if it's the food, then just come up with it and do it. But then once you get rolling, quality is uh, the the top of what we talk about. With uh, We talk about uh, being the best at what matters most. It's a book that I just read. but And we break it down to three things. And it's one, uh, provide the best quality of food. And then two, uh, the speed in which that food is delivered to the customer. And then three, the best attitude delivering that food to the customer and you focus on those three things to us is what matters most, then everything else falls in line. So in order to be the best server, you have to show up on time. You have to have the proper attire in order for the food to be the the best quality of food, food delivered to a customer. The cooks have to show up on time. You have to cook the food the right way. You have to plate the food the right way. It has to look delicious. It has to taste delicious. You know, so that's those are byproducts of doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. So if we focus on those things, everything else is going to fall in line, and then you're going to have repeat customers, and you're going to have a great uh, rapport with your customers and build a great business. So it's hard to do. I mean, I have so much respect for people that start businesses from scratch and build them up, whether it's what you do or in a restaurant business or a construction company or an insurance company. It doesn't matter. You know, when you start from scratch, a blank sheet of paper, and you build something that generates millions of dollars a year in revenue and feeds hundreds of families, I mean, you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's hard work, it's dedication, and you really have to narrow it down uh, to a few things that you do right, and then roll from there. But don't worry about, um, you know, obviously there's all the accounting and uh insurance and lawyers and all those types of things, right? That's mm-hmm. the foundation of the business. So once you have that straight, now it comes down to providing your customer what they want and and be the best at that and always remember uh, being better tomorrow than you are today. Yeah, it sounds like uh, a lot of what some of that, what you, you mentioned is uh, some of what I know you, you've listened to some Gary Vaynerchuk stuff now and again as well. And, you know, he talks about focus on your strengths. You know, a lot of people say, 
focus on your weaknesses and bring them up. And, yeah, and, no. And his no, stance I, I, is yeah. focus on your strengths and for your weaknesses, hire yeah. someone, outsource yeah. it. So if you're not an accountant, hire an accountant, right? Get someone who knows what the heck they're doing yeah. because it'll take them you know, a third of the time to do it than it would take you. And they'll probably do it more effectively because they do it every day. You know, you don't stretch yourself too thin as an owner um, and you hire out that stuff that, you know, maybe you're just not as good at and you really focus on the areas that you can kick some butt at and be really good at. Yeah. And the, that's going to help you move forward because, you know, that's what you've done. You know, my background's engineering and maintenance and, well, eating food <laughs> as a customer. I have a lot of experiences that. Right. So, right. <laughs> it's, it's been easy for me to transition into the food world <laughs> now that's it's been 10, 11 years ago now. But when I did, I'm like, I don't have to worry about quality of food. Like I know what quality of food is supposed to be for a customer. <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's get to the best quality of ingredients and that's going to create the best quality of food um, of what we do serve and then roll from there. So our food quality has gone up. Our food sales has gone up. Um, we're, we sell a lot of alcohol um, and we're, you know, a bar restaurant, but uh, it's, uh, it's been fun. It's a good, it's a good business and very rewarding to, to feed people, watch mm-hmm. people smile when they come into your place and sit down. It's a very rewarding thing. So you touched on something I want to ask your opinion on. So what do you, what, how do you feel about um, a, a food place that doesn't serve alcohol versus serving alcohol? Take making that leap, sort of, and serving alcohol. I think it's a pers- it's a preference. Um, I have I've been into many places that just serve serves food. Um, so for me, it's not about. Um, necessarily the alcohol or the food it's about what the customer wants and in our world people want to come in and watch a game and have a cold beer and eat a hamburger Mm -hmm. we don't we don't have you know uh sushi grade tuna or tuna (laughs) at all in our restaurants (laughs) so you're not going to come to Harvest joe's and get like a tuna tartare or the hell they eat uh so it's but what we do have if you are going to go out and get a burger or a pizza and some wings and watch a game and have a beverage then we do we do feel that we can compete with anybody and come out and uh, enjoy those things at our at our place. Mm-hmm. So you talked earlier about the margins are so thin. What are and I don't reveal all your secrets, obviously, but what are what are what are one or two things you do to help sort of control your food costs? Systems in place, having the right POS system and having the right food purveyor that can help you, um, showing you to, and having access to your food costs. Uh, online, everything's in the cloud right now. We just put in a new POS system so we can watch everything remotely. So for us, it's about the systems and having the tools in place in the kitchen. Like if they're going to, if the burger patties are four ounces, well, you better have a scale in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. If your French fry servings are six ounces, you better have them portioned out to six ounces or have a scale in the kitchen or have a scoop mm-hmm. or some, some way, you know, for a pizza, if you're going to have, six ounces of cheese on a pizza, then you need to have a ladle or a scoop or weigh out the pizza to, mm-hmm. to keep it consistent. So putting the tools in place, because the last thing you want is to go in and and then training. So you go into your kitchen and they're, the, the burger patties are supposed to be eight ounces and they're 12. Well, why? Well, no one explained to me they needed to be eight. Mm-hmm. So I just made them what it looks good to me. So that's <laughs> right. training, 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 and then working with our food provider to help us uh, do that training and create the recipes and uh, so we can see our, our food cost uh, and theoretical, and then we can watch them through our POS system and doing inventory and to find out in reality where we are. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, no, I think that's critical. And I think that's an area that a lot of uh, restaurants maybe skimp on a little bit is they don't want to pay the money for a POS system, for example. Right. Um, it, that, that tracks at that level of detail. And, you know, when I've gone into businesses like that, it's like, well, where do I even start? Right. Because I need numbers. <laughs> yeah, I need no data. Way, no way to get data. Yeah. yeah. I need data yeah. to be able to help and, to, you know, kind of guide them along the way. And without that, gosh, yeah. in, in, in a system like that, in most cases, unless you have a very small volume, is going to pay for itself in a relatively short amount of time yeah. because you're going yeah. to cut down on waste, yeah. uh, or not even necessarily waste, but even like some of the examples you mentioned of you're making the burgers too big. Well, well being consistent because your customers want right. consistent food, but don't don't have, don't forget that top line sales is where it's at. So if you're going to focus energy, focus on selling food. Mm-hmm. And if you do $10 million a year selling food at a restaurant, I don't care what your food costs are, you're making money. <laughs> right. So don't get bogged down with the food costs and those types of things. Uh, you know, I've, have, I've had a lot of mentors in the restaurant world. Focus on those top-line sales because you can carve away. Uh, if, if the top-line sales are high, you can carve away to get to your bottom line. But if you don't have sales, there's nothing to carve away. Right, right. yeah. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time for this show. Uh, thanks again, Paul, for coming in. Paul Rockwell, co-owner of Average Joe's. Uh, you can go to AverageJoe'sPub.com. Uh, Five locations here in Central Ohio. Um, or check them out on Facebook as well. Thanks again, Paul. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. I enjoy it. Good stuff. Well, thanks again for listening. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Have a great week, and don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.